Welcome to another powerful message from One Life OK. We really hope you enjoy it. When God asked me to start um, this, I, I don't really call it church, as you know. It, he told me, he spoke to me and he said, I'm going to send you leaders that will impact the next generation and they're not going to know of my ways. They're not going to know of my spirit. They're not going to be good at it. He said, you have to take them and train them to carry the weightiness of my presence because his presence is so weighty. And our, our little containers, our little fragile clay jars are impacted by the Holy Spirit in a dynamic way. As I was saying, the Holy Spirit is dynamic and he's an animator. That's his job is to animate. Think of it for a minute that without breath, you would just be a flat container. Agreed. And so his breath, his pneuma, that's the Holy Spirit brings to life, brings things so you can stand up and you can be what he made you to be. And see, God intended, and his timing is so perfect, he placed people on the planet at strategic times for his agenda. And our access point to all of these amazing things I talk about that I experience, that I walk in personally, is Jesus. Jesus is the access point. Access point. But Jesus... When he, when he came to the door of your heart and he knocked on it and he said, come in, he didn't, he didn't intend for you to just hang out there in the doorway. He intended for your entire life to be filled with this dynamic power of the Holy Spirit. I call it anointing. And I was going to talk about it today, but the Holy Spirit is just moving kind of in a different direction, although it will point to that. I'm going to tell you a little bit of a story. So a few years back, um, I um, I think Christy came to um, raise your little hand so everybody knows who you are. Perfect. She came to a service that we had, and... I remember vaguely telling her uh, a prophetic word, but I know I can't remember it all. She may be able to remember it, and it was probably 10 years ago. That's why I can't remember it, right? But I remember that there came a day where through, she's a writer, and a dreamer, and a psalmist, and it's all housed in this little introvert body. He made her with this personality that is filled with mercy and filled with grace for everyone. And to just show how fun God is, he stuck a sword in her mouth. I remember the first time she wrote something and there was a lot of disclaimers and a lot of apologies for it and a lot of it's probably nothing. Do you know what I'm saying? You know, it's it's very similar to a lot of characters in the Bible. Maybe you found yourself there. Because when God comes and he puts his finger on you in the moment of time in all of eternity, he said, this is your time, and I've touched you. He just He's done that with Tessa. He just, I've touched you. He's done it with Cheryl. Just touch you. This is your moment. Everything that you were before doesn't matter to him. And I can promise you, because I've done this a long time, if you go with him, you won't be able to do anything that you used to do. Probably not even in the job, sometimes not even in the relationships you had. Oh, 
Because in that moment he touches you, he says, this is your moment. And God began to speak to her. I call it, she would just sit down at her computer and she'd begin to write words she did not know. Things about God that she had never heard. She wasn't raised in church. She was raised by an atheist. An atheist who said, I don't want to be a hypocrite. That should give you a key to his atheism theology. He really said, I don't want to have the religious spirit is really what he meant to say. But he just, he just jumped on the high horse of another spirit. See, your spirit man is looking for something to attach to. And if you don't know Jesus, since he's the doorway, your spirit man will attach to the demonic. That's the only two forces that are on earth. There's not Jesus and the demonic and George or some other name. It's just Jesus or the demonic. There's only those two things. And listen, the demonic exists because God believed in the power of your humanity through the Holy Spirit. Without the Holy Spirit, you're nothing. You can't even breathe. All that that you hear on the media against God, God gave them the breath to say it. God breathed in them the breath to be able to speak, and they're speaking things against the one that they say don't exist. That shows you how laughable it is. And see, God doesn't care about any of that. God is not here to solve the problem of the demonic. God is here to solve a love problem. Period. I started One Life. He said start One Life because I need someone to let people know how I really am. And I found him to be love. Not your definition of love. Not that one that allows you to get abused and that one that doesn't have any boundaries and that one that takes jobs that you shouldn't even be in today. Not that one that gets in relationships to meet some random need in you that was never God. Not that love. But the love that will fight for whatever is unjust. And I'm calling us as, as a corporate body today to a fast and I actually thank V, no, C, whatever your initial is back there. I think I made a little PowerPoint slide. I did. Number two. Anyway, um, there it is. We're going to fast for justice this month. Now, you don't know what that means yet. See, the greatest thing you could do for yourself when you're hearing God speak prophetically is get rid of any predetermined definitions. He does not need to work under the definitions that we created to survive. So when you hear love and justice, I hope today that you'll walk out the door hearing them a completely different way. Because God will do anything to protect love. And see, since I can't see... It says, I don't even know I have bad breath. That shows you how self-aware I am. I need others. I need to find some iron. If you're in here today, it's because you're iron. And I'm iron. Let's rub together. And I will shape off and knock off some things about you that you don't even like about yourself, that you've been trying to change, you've been trying to do another way, and you just didn't get up against iron. You got up against a soft pillow, and it can't sharpen iron. And let me assure you, God is the happiest guy in the world today. God is not mad. God does not need to point out your sin. You know it. God does not need to point out that you don't know who you are. You know you do not know who you are. God does not need to point out that you don't know how to do how you are. Because he knows. He's watching you. He sees. You do not know how to do what you're doing. That's why it all comes through asking. And, you know, one thing I love about Cece, and the reason why this word that she's going to release today is so impactful is because of the battle that she goes through to, to get it. I know she's just this cute little lady that comes up here and she talks. I mean, don't you just love to hear her voice? Sometimes I just listen to her voice. I don't even know what she's saying, just to hear it. But there's a war that goes on for the golden nuggets. 
that happened. You know, the cool thing about Pam and Lenny, they are the pre, they're kind of like John the Baptist. They're the forerunners. So I texted Lenny this morning when I was in the green room and I said, I, I'm going to call a fast. And she said, what, what's it going to be for? I said, don't know yet. Let me ask. I just told you the part I knew. And so when I asked, he said justice. And so I said justice to her. And then she had to come in the room and give me this stop. You know, when Lenny says that, you know what that means, right? And see, she's the forerunner. And so in prayer yesterday, how many were in prayer yesterday? You already know y'all prayed about justice. Now, I don't know if you think Lynn comes home. And she tells me all of Pam and Lenny come home and say, hey, this is, but, you know, I live with a whole bunch of people. You can ask them. We don't have that conversation hardly ever. So I didn't know they prayed about it. But I was, I was all prepared to preach my anointing message again. You know how, how important that is. If I get up at 2.30 in the morning, come on. If I get up at 2.30 in the morning, I want to, I, I've got something inside. I've got to release it. How many of you ever, how many know what I'm talking about at all? Just two people. And so I was in there, I was, I was going, this is what, and he was like, no, that's not what you're going to do today. And so then I looked back at this word that she wrote, and he said, that's what I'm about to do. And I thought, well, we should probably partner with that. I like to partner with the Holy Spirit. Not that what I'm going to talk about, I know all y'all want to hear about anointing because y'all told me, but... I want to hear what the Holy Spirit has to say. And see, the thing about the Holy Spirit is that he always prepares the ground for the next thing. So right now, we are, y'all probably noticed that you're seeing this honeycomb everywhere. Today, Shudi sent a picture, I think, to CC that on her toothpaste, a little tooth inside the honeycomb, Inside an octagon, hexagon, sorry, with a tooth inside. And the name of the toothpaste is sensitive. And she said to the sensitive one, see, CC is an HSP. I don't know if you know. Does anybody know what HSP is? A highly sensitive person. There has never been a time until the last 10 years that she has made sense. So it means that she spent more than 20 years <laughs> more than 30 years maybe just a little bit more I'll just stop there because her birthday you know is coming up it's a big one this year anyway <laughs> not knowing who she was not fitting in anywhere mostly people driving her crazy and then she also learned in the last 10 years that God has blessed her with the gift of the feeler gift. Now, I'm a, I'm a bride-like. Me and Shudy are bride-like. Pam's battle ready, just to give you some context. Pam can bite off the head of a snake, and I'll call her and tell her where they are. That's, we all have different gifts, right? God, God, on purpose, gave you these weird gifts that you don't... I'm going to talk about that, too, in the next coming weeks. That you don't even know. They're not for you, is why. And guess what? The gift will work whether it's under the rulership of the Holy Spirit or under the rulership of the demonic because it's supernatural. That's why you can see people operating in the world in some form of success. They're actually in their place of influence, but they're just not serving Jesus. So their outcome will be nothing, but they're still walking. They're still, they still have influence. They still have impact. Are you with me? Coach Prime. It's a good example right there. What was I saying? Something about you. Yes, yeah, so she's an HSP. And these are good. this is all information that's come out in my lifetime. Don't you love it? I've, I've, I know all about personalities. I can tell you all about yourself. I know all about spiritual gifts. I can tell you what you're supposed to do. I know all about anointing because I've been walking in it longer than you've been on the planet. I know. Do you, I know some stuff. That leaders need to know. 
so that we're not just randomly out there walking around getting thrown about by every wind of everyone else's opinion that thinks they know what we should do. Have you been there? So this is good news. But the thing that I've noticed, even in Christy's life, I, I think I wrote a little, yes, this would, this would be how I would sum her up. God burdens her with what burdens other people and what burdens God. Like she actually get, gets a feeling. I don't even understand it. I'm a knower. I'm not a feeler. But it just works different in her. I know it works different in her. And maybe you're a feeler today and you're, this is like you're going, wait, maybe, oh, Tess is a feeler. Some of you think you're a feeler and you're not. You're just sanguine. But that's okay. That's another story. It's another story. It's okay. It's another person. We're not talking about that today. And then also I, I wrote today that spiritual battles will never be resolved. It's an ongoing fight. Because why? Because we're meant to take territory. So if you have anything in your mind that says, well, I can't wait. I know all my introverts, come on. I can't wait till my husband changed. Oh, I can't wait until I don't have to fight this battle. Well, it will never end because you're meant to take the territory and possess it. And if you look at the children of Israel, if they had done it the way God prescri prescribed, they would have marched right in and God would have fought every battle. And that's what Jesus did. Jesus came and gave you the power to where you don't have to fight every battle. You just have to keep walking, keep following. But see, we have so much misinformation even though we know about God, and maybe some of y'all even like him today, I don't know for sure. We have a lot of misinformation about he, how he actually works through humanity. If you were raised in the religious system, which I was, I didn't love it. It's an oxymoron right there. Then you have a lot of stuff to get over. You have systems and verbiage, and you're not relational. You thought you could get to God through reading the Bible. You thought God would use you more or call you more or anoint you more if you just prayed a whole bunch more. You don't get God when you think that. That's the religious system. The spirit of religion is a spirit from the demonic that keeps you active and it yields no fruit. Now, maybe you were raised like Cece and you were raised in the world. The world has a whole system. It's run by... Lucifer, who we call Satan. Around here, we call him Lou. That was his original name, Lucifer. What was he? Think of it. I'm bride-like, so this, this it hits me at the core. He was arrayed with every ounce of beauty God can make. You can't fathom it, I know. And every instrument was meant and what happened to glorify God. And what happened was, I believe, when he saw the relationship God had with man. See, angels can't have the same relationship with God that man can. You maybe don't get that today. But Lucifer was jealous of humanity. The thing that people gave to God he wanted. That is the world system. That's where entitlement comes from. That's where our identity got lost. It got robbed right there. That's why this generation is suffering from an identity crisis. They don't want to be what God made them to be because we didn't demonstrate to them how to be it. But you're here to solve that. And so the way that we solve things God, God's ways is we get to know God. And that's what I love about Cece, knowing that she did not come from this, knowing that the words that God gives her are straight from the throne because I know she didn't know it before. I mean, she's just sitting in there this morning going, now, are you sure? Because there's not one prideful thing in her. She never... Ever, 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 ever dreamed 
that she would stand in a pulpit. I started to say, well, go. The first time she wrote a word, I said, I'll read it for you. There was still a lot of disclaiming over that. And I began to read her words. Y'all remember those were. And there came a day. I don't even remember how it happened. But I remember she said, I got a word. And I said, okay, do you want me to read it for you? She said, I'd like to read it. I thought all of heaven had just come to earth right then. See, in that moment, her anointing met up with her faith. And see, as you know, I can read it. I'm such a good reader. I'm anointed. But there's something about her. When she releases it, she loves it that I set her up like this too right now. (laughs) When she releases it, see, because when she wrote the word, it was at, I think, 3 in the morning on the 26th. I don't know what you were doing at 3 in the morning on the 26th. Some of y'all were probably up praying or having a weird dream. It was for her. Because you, if you know where you were, what you were doing, this word today is about you. Because that's how he does it. You've always got to have a John the Baptist before you got a Jesus. I'm not saying she's Jesus, but sort of. The Jesus in her, there's something that prepares the way for it. It's just the way it works in the supernatural. That's why when you pick up on these weird things and you think it's you, poor Lynn this morning, we just had another little round of it. She was, (laughs) I said, now Lynn, this is not you, babe. This is not you. This is not you. So we had to have a little discussion. And what was the spirit she was picking up on? I prayed it a while ago. It was that insecure spirit. You don't have to raise your hand, but I know there's some people in this room today that God just redefined insecurity for you. And see, in that moment, I step out of a cloak that I've worn for who knows how long. Probably since, you know, I do so much inner healing. All of our injuries happen before the age of seven. And so I, I put on a cloak of injury. And that's what happened to Cece. I, I would love for her to tell her story in full. Maybe we'll do a podcast. Pray for me because I'm ready to start the po- podcast. I just need a little bit of equipment. You know, if you want to just buy me that equipment, then we'll just do it. Anyway, I just need a little bit of equipment, and then we're ready to start the podcast. Gonna, Aaron's going to interview us. We're going to talk about these things, these greater things of God at length. And, mm-hmm. and so, anyway, this word is being released today to call us into a fast. And the title of her word today, I don't want to steal all of her thunder, but the title of it is Vengeance. But let me, I even made a slide for what it means. God's just retribution on those who have attacked his kingdom. That's what vengeance for God is. I say God has a right to that. See, it will help you if you realize that everything God does is about love. So even if it causes some pain somewhere, you know he sees a greater version. And see, when I buy into what God wants to do, I can be part of it. When I stand aloof and I'm like, I don't know, that word scares me, then I, then I don't buy in. But see, all the words about God being mean and mad and all these things, that came from the religious spirit. It came from the worldly spirit. It didn't come from God. My thing is, I want God's reputation to change. I have found him to be amazing. I have found him to be everything that the word, it's my word right here, everything that it says he is. And it never ends. His goodness and greatness and grandeur and amazing how his timing, how does he orchestrate with all these crazy humans and they're all nuts. (laughs) But he intersects us at just the right time, right when our heart didn't even know that we needed him. Think about the moment that you got impacted with this freight train of truth. And it just ran over everything you thought he was over and backed up, over and backed up until it completely made you new. And then see, then all you want to do is go, what can I do for you? 
And so I'm calling this word the battle for vengeance. And, you know, another way to look at it is that God is bringing his justice. You know, one of the things that Jesus said when he gave the Beatitudes on the Sermon on the Mount, however you want to say it, he said, blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness. Another word for righteousness is justice. Not your justice. I know it might be hard to understand, but every injury on earth has really been against God. You may have been in the way between that person that gave you harm and God, but it was really about Him. And when we begin to partner with Him to bring about the justice from Him, He'll make all the wrongs in your life right. When we try to think that some person somewhere can fix it, that's why people can't fix it for you. That's why they can apologize a million times. They may be even dead and gone, but they can't fix it in you because it was really about Him. That's why forgiveness of them releases them from being in the way of you reaching out to God. Otherwise, you're reaching to God and they're right in the way. And all you can see is what they did. I hope you understand what we're saying today. Come on, Cece. Awesome. Awesome. That's all I know to say right now, for now. But I'm about to say something else. Something a little more. Thank you, Tisa, for all that you said and for that. It was a very accurate um, description of me and where I've come from. And, you know, this word, obviously just having the word vengeance in it, you can imagine what kind of word this is you're about to hear, right? And I was talking to, to Papa about this, and I was like, no, Papa, I, I like the garden words, like the sweet words that warms people's hearts and tells about your love and how safe and warm and, and wonderful you are that talks about your majesty and all the beautiful things you've made and created. I like those kind of words. You know, and that's who you made me to be. Like, it, like why are you telling me this when you made me to be someone who's very childlike and just wants to sit with her heavenly father and enjoy all of his majesty and all that he made. But, you know, sorry, I just put an Altoid in my mouth before I came up here. Um, the thing is that that little childlike girl that likes to sit with Papa, when I began to sit with him, and that's when I began to write, I used to just be in the midst of a problem, and I would, I would finally just say, God, what are you saying about this? And he would begin to say things. And for some reason, most of the time, I was on my knees on the floor in my closet crying when it started, because I just, I learned I could go to him with a problem, and I, and he would say something, and even if I didn't understand what it meant, I felt better. And that was an open doorway. And I, he began to speak to me and tell me about how I'm his. And he changed my identity in the way I saw it. You know, when I was, um, I remember telling somebody this when I was, I mean, well into adulthood, that I knew God existed and I knew God made people. But the way my viewpoint of it, this was long before I came here, right? My viewpoint was it was that God made an, uh, like a manufacturing plant and there was an assembly line and that I just got spit out the end of it. So yes, I gave him credit for starting the assembly line and pushing the button, but I thought I was just one of the other products that came off the end. I didn't know that I was his, that I was his child, that I was created by his own imagination, that he thought of me and designed me with exactly who he had in mind for just me. I didn't know he wanted to sit in the garden with me and talk with me and allow me to paint the sky with him. I didn't know he wanted to tell me all the intricacies of all the beautiful things that he made. I didn't know he wanted to call me his bright delight and that he wanted to, to just sit with me and he cared about me and how I felt more than anything, whether I did anything right at all. And that's the kind of stuff he would tell me. And I began to realize that I was his I was his daughter, and that meant that I was part of his kingdom, and that God had a kingdom 
that he wanted brought to this earth and that there was another kingdom at play that she described. And that's the one of the, the fallen angel who used to worship and adore God, but saw something in us, like she said, saw something in us that he was jealous of. And he was like, no, I want, I want that. It's not right that mankind gets to be so close to you, God, when I am just the most heavily adorned angel in heaven. I mean, I can't even imagine that thinking. But And so he began to create his own kingdom on earth. And so I realized that I was part of God's kingdom as his dearly loved daughter, but there was this other kingdom. And it started to make so much sense to me about all that I'd experienced in life. And yes, I was, I think I was 39 years old when I first came to One Life and first um, started attending here. And I had experienced a lot of life in 39 years. I mean, that's not a short amount of time, you know? And I tried a lot of ways. I had tried a lot of things myself. I had been seeking and searching for solutions and answers for so long, tried everything, everything. And just wanted to feel better, you know? And just wanted to hang on to some level of hope. And, you know, I... I realized that as a daughter, I needed this loving, nurturing father. I needed that, that kind of father. But I also needed somebody with an answer for what I'd seen in life and for what I continued to see. Because even though I began to be restored and know that I was loved, I still saw so much injustice, so much wrong, so many things in the world that were grievous, things happening in my own family, to my own child, things that were grievous to me, to the ones I loved, to people who I knew were innocent. And I, I was grieved by it. And I began to realize that he was grieved by it too. It wasn't inconsequential to him. It mattered to him. And so I, I began to realize that I needed a fierce father. I needed a father who was like on like vicious about what he believed in uh, would defend love wouldn't just sit passively by why his children were hurt i needed an intense powerful mighty 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 god and i began to learn about this god who i i now have such reverence for because he truly is above all things he is above everything and i he does come with this vengeance because he is fiercely loyal and he loves you fiercely he loves us fiercely he loves his plan he loves his kingdom and it is not something that he takes lightly when the enemy is running rampant creating his own crap around this world it does not take it lightly but he is merciful and he does know timing he knows heavenly timing right we don't understand his timing but this is a word that is that fierce father speaking. And I've never heard him speak with such intensity. And as Tisa said, this was a real battle for me. I can't even pinpoint the time that the battle began, but it had been going on for a long time. And it was intense. It was an intense, intense battle. And everything broke when, after I wrote this. And I didn't even understand what I was writing. And I still don't even understand it completely. And I know we'll continue to discover all that it means. But this word broke off the torment and filled me with hope and with energy for what's to come. And I'm not talking about the kind where you just hear a good idea and you have some hope because you might understand a solution. I'm talking about that internal hope, that internal thing where there's something inside you that no matter what you still see that hasn't changed yet, you know it's going to change. You know if there's going to be victory. You know that there's power behind the Word of God. You know that there's power in your Father's hands. And so that is who's speaking in this Word. And I want to read it. I have such reverence for this Word. I don't want to add too much to it. I don't want to, um, you know, skip any parts because it's so, so um, deserves such reverence. But as... And, I just know you're, you're going to feel the same thing I did when you hear it. And if there's any part of you, this is this one other thing I wanted to add, that I was talking with Tisa about this, that this isn't all about, you know, you could have two different people. You can have people who are believers and non-believers, but you can also have, within two believers, we have thoughts that are against God. We have heart conditions, we have mindsets, beliefs that are against God. And so when he says he's coming after something, 
is not just coming after some person that doesn't know him as father yet, that doesn't know Jesus as savior yet. He's coming after even the things in all of us that are not lined up with him, that are not, that are actually working against him. Because as she said, there is no neutral. There is no neutral. And, and that's something I grew up with. I grew up with being trained, well, just stay neutral and maybe you'll skim by in life without being harmed too much. Well, that was a load of crap. I've said crap twice now. I don't know what's <laughs> happening. But I feel strongly about it. Sometimes other language comes out when I feel strongly. So, <laughs> so uh, you know, and it was very interesting. I love how the Holy Spirit prepares us for things in all aspects of our life, but I've been reading this book just for enjoyment, and it takes place in World War II, and so Hitler was doing his horrible thing, and the story takes place in the Netherlands, and all these people, this really did happen, of course, this all these people had fled to the Netherlands because they thought they'd be safe. So people who were in Germany, Jewish people who were being persecuted in Germany fled to the Netherlands and they thought they'd be safe because they knew Hitler was just launching into this big war. They knew he had a whole agenda and he was going to try to take everything. But the Netherlands said they were neutral. They said, they told Hitler, no, we're not going to fight you. We don't want to join you, but we're not going to fight you. We're just going to remain neutral. And you know what? He just ignored all that, marched right in and took over did the same thing in Belgium. And that's the extent of my updated history lesson on that. I don't know what else he did, but he didn't care. Evil does not care if you try to stay neutral. Evil has an agenda and it does not care if you say you're neutral. And you, there is God's side and there's the enemy's side and that's just all there is. And it's relieving. It was relieving to me to learn that. Because then if I ever identified anything that was seen that I, that was against God in me, any mindset in me that was against God or didn't line up with his truth, then it wasn't just something I could debate about. Because yeah. see, in neutral territory, you can debate about it and say, well, I don't know. You know, my dad believed this and that worked out okay for him. Or my mom didn't believe this and that didn't work out for her. And so-and-so said this and you can consider everyone's opinions. And that, that will just lead you down uh, and into a trap in itself. But in, if you think there's a neutral, then there's room to debate. And you will spend your entire life debating about what you believe. And when you learn that there is actually a plumb line, there is actually a thing as true north, there is actually right and there's actually wrong. There's God's kingdom and there is the devil's kingdom. And you're either in it or you're not. And there's either aspects of you that are partnering with it or not. And that's relieving to me. That's a relief to me because, I, like I said, I spent 39 years looking for something that would make sense and for, for some sort of truth to follow, some sort of map that would actually lead me somewhere. And so, so again, this is, um, I'm, I'm going to read this word over you and just, and I just pray that it will hit you in the way that the Holy Spirit wants it to hit you. And I know that he does. He releases this, these words in a timely fashion for each one of us. And he knows exactly the condition of our hearts. He knows the exact mindset that this is going to rub up against. And he's got it all covered and he is pre-prepared for what he's going to do through this. So here we go. Vengeance. I am releasing a vengeance in this time. Time as seen by others as the great escape as the loophole of my design has run out. Passivity is no longer an option for my people. Passivity is no longer an option for those in this world. There is no neutral. There is no middle ground high enough to raise you above the truth of the war at hand. You may not pass through. You may not pass through these gates of time and space that I made without choosing this day whom you will serve. I'm done with passivity. I am done with hatch doors and hiding places. I am raising up fire from the earth, a fire that comes from a place untouched by man, untarnished by man, unmanipulated by man. I am done sharing my creativity with manipulation. I am done sharing credit with my creation. I will be known as Lord. Yeah. 
I will be feared and it will be beautiful. I will be lifted high in this day. An era is ending as I usher in this new flame. The season of mankind treating my sovereignty like a scavenger hunt is over. I am not to be sought in part. I am not to be collected like trophies on a wall. I am the sovereign God of this world, and I will be treated as such. I am releasing fire through the earth, through the ground you stand upon. What does not perish will remain, but every other ungodly thing will be consumed in these fiery flames. I am releasing a holy vengeance across this earth, a final roar that will not be denied. Prepare yourself to bow in my presence because there is no other way. There will be no other way. You will not remain standing in this day. You will either bow or be broken. You will either bow or be broken. Compromise is over. There is no more gray. The line in the sand will now be etched across this land. It will come with fire. It will come with flame. I will be known as the fiery one in this day. Vengeance is mine, and it's come to have the final say. I'm calling people to toe the line. You either are or you aren't a follower of mine. You either are or you aren't riding above the flames. There is a line, and it will be well-defined. Prepare your heart to bow in my name. Prepare your heart to move in response to my name. Prepare your heart to let go of every other thing in response to my name. Sovereignty has a name, and it's come to stay. Those who've gone before you walked a different way. They lived in a time that cannot define your own. Make no mistake about it. This is not just another generation repeating the same mistakes. Make no mistake. This is not just another season for mankind to be on display. Make no mistake. This is not just another temporary trial by fire. I have come in a brand new way, and I am here to stay. Prepare your heart to rise with me today. Prepare your hearts to ride on the flames that you've touched and then walked away. This is not a temporary amusement park ride, some pool of waves. I'm releasing a brand new flame. My voice will not be silenced. My voice will not be snuffed out or rounded out. My voice will not be blended with a mix of others, remixed to satisfy your culture. My voice will rise with tongues of fire. My voice will rise as an inextinguishable, inextinguishable flame. Yes, vengeance is mine. Not one drop will be left. Not one drop will remain for some other day. Vengeance is mine, and vengeance is mine today. God's just retribution on those who have attacked his kingdom. That was the definition of vengeance. He's, he's coming to make things right. It's the simple way to put it. Things that are wrong, he's coming to set right. And he's not going to wait for people to move out of the way anymore. God has, just think about the patience and mercy of God. How long has he been patient? How long has he been merciful? His mercy is not going to end, but he's coming in a new way is what he's saying. He's coming in a new, with a new boldness, with a new definity. There's been all of, I mean, how many, 2,000 years, over 2,000 years since Jesus walked the earth that we've had the chance to choose whether or not we are going to make him Lord, whether or not we're going to receive the salvation that he made possible to reunite us with this Father. It's not up for debate. It's not 
up to your opinion. It's not up to us. And we were done an injustice when we were taught that it's up to us to decide to, to have an opinion on the matter. All of your opinions, all of our opinions, they don't add up to anything. They don't add up to anything. Just like I, I always go back to this example of a dishwasher. You can have an opinion about how that thing should function when you buy it and install it in your home. You can have an opinion about how it should work, how many dishes you should be able to put in, what kind of soap you should use. It's made a certain way, and it's going to function according to the way it was made by the people who made it. All of this earth, all of this life is the same way. There's one creator. He made a way, and it's going to work that way, no matter what we think. It's just that simple. And this is a loving God who's coming to set things right. It's a loving God. He knows what we need. He knows what we're lacking. I heard during worship that, that he was going to fall on our open wounds. Fall on our open wounds. You know, in the, in, the, in the natural, open wounds are something that are dangerous because anything can get in there and cause it to change. Open wounds in the spirit realm is a beautiful thing because he is in the atmosphere and he will fall on your open wounds if you will stop covering them up, stop denying them, stop putting band-aids on them. All of our opinions of these, of these things in the world and the ways they work, they're just band-aids. They're just band-aids on our wounds because it's our own way trying to say, I want that thing to feel better. I want that thing to make me different. But it's only the open wounds and his healing that falls on him that really brings true healing and wholeness. And you will war with yourself your entire life up until the last breath you take if you insist on your own opinions of how you were made. And you will be miserable and it will be tormenting because you didn't make you. You didn't make you. You know, we saw this little funny video on Instagram the other day where this lady was asking this little tiny little boy, which came first, the chicken or the egg? And you could see him working through it. You could, he was like, well, the, the chicken. And then she's, well, how'd the chicken get here? Oh, right, the egg. Well, how'd the egg get here? Like, there's no answer for that, right? So it's, that's, that's us. How did we get here? It wasn't our parents. Where'd they come from? I mean, we could go around and around and around. There is a creator. There's one creator. He made you a certain way. And we can deny it all we want, but we will be miserable. But if you just operate according to the owner's manual, you actually will have freedom in life and enjoy life. And so that's what he's saying. And, you know, the beautiful thing about God is that even when we choose this, when we say, yes, I'm yours, God. Yes, I want to, you to be Lord of my life. Yes, I want to be reunited with the Father, and I want you to speak to me and heal me and make me whole. There are things we can't see. Even when we do that, there's things we can't see. There's things we hold on to because we call them good. We think it's valuable. We think it's a, a, a part, something God would even want. And the beautiful thing is that's the thing that this vengeance is coming for, too. He's coming for the things in us that we don't even know we need to let go of. And he said, I'm done. I'm done with that. I'm done with your passivity of holding on to that thing that's keeping you in torment. I'm done with that thing that keeps you tangled up and your feet all tied up. And you don't even know to let go of it. You don't even know how to let go of it. I'm coming to have vengeance on that thing because you are a part of my kingdom and I'm tired of the enemy robbing from you. I'm tired of the enemy harming you. I'm tired. I'm sick and tired of you being passive with what the enemy is doing to your mind and to your heart and to your body, to your families, to the world around you. I'm tired of it. And I'm coming to avenge what's been done to you that is not right, that was not life-giving. I'm coming to avenge that. Whether that's an internal work or an outer work, that's what he's coming for. So I just want to pray real quick and ask Tisa to come back up and, and lead us in prayer and, and close this out today and whatever else she seems seems fitting. But Papa, I just want to say thank you. Thank you. I thank you that you're not just the cuddly, warm, welcoming, open-armed, pretty picture-making, nurturing God, but that you are a fierce, a fierce fierce, fierce, fierce father, that you have an intensity about you that will not 
be squelched, cannot be squelched. And that your fierceness and your intensity and your passion makes you willing to even be what we would call violent for the purposes of love. You will protect love at all cost. You will protect those you love at all cost. You will protect those that you love even against themselves. So I thank you. I thank you. I thank you. I thank you that you are a strong and mighty warrior that should make us tremble in our own boots, that should make us bow in reverence to you. I thank you that you are so big, that you are so fierce, and that you are so intense that those little mindsets that we wrestle around with and we feel right about and we feel rebellious about, that you come with such fierceness and you're so big and you're so powerful that even in the face of that thing we want, that we're willing, we cannot help but bow. And I thank you that you're saying you're coming with that intensity, with that fierceness, because you love us so much and you're sick and tired of us battling with the things that were never of you. I thank you for your intensity. I thank you are big, that you are bigger and more powerful and mighty than I can even imagine. In my wildest dreams, you are stronger and bigger and more, more intense, more fierce than I can even imagine. I thank you because we need you. We need you. We need you. So we say yes to this word. We partner with this word. We say yes, have your way in us. Show us the meaning of this word for us personally. Continue to speak through this word through us, Holy Spirit, and making it personal for each one of us. I thank you that your vengeance comes wrapped with a fiery love and that when you said you would be known as the fiery one, that we would see you blazing with fire and we would just know that it's pure, pure, unadulterated love. So I thank you for coming. I thank you for the promise of this word. I thank you for all that you're doing in us. And I bless every person hearing this word. And I just say, be free, be free, be free. I just release freedom with this word. This is a freedom word. This is a freedom coming to earth word. And so I thank you. And we just say we love you today. We love you. We love you. In Jesus' name, amen. Simple. Aren't you glad he made it simple? Just felt like we should all just take a moment to just really embrace Jesus. That's all he's asking. He's just asking us to follow him. And we all have places in our hearts. I love what he said about it's hard for a scholar. Those scholarly parts in our brain, it's hard for us sometimes, but just like he said about the wind, you can feel it. So we just we just ask you, Jesus, today to come into our hearts brand new. Just pray that prayer today if you mean it. I ask you to forgive me of my sins, the things that I did that I didn't even realize, the things that I did that I was just stubborn or skeptical or rebellious. And so I just lay my life down before you today because I want to embrace what you're doing on the earth today and I know you're the way the truth and the life so we just come to you today the hearts rent open by your word by this little clip you just opened our hearts to the more of you You know, it's really important if you prayed that prayer today, if it was your first time or your millionth time, to just tell someone. Especially if you're coming into this kingdom, it's something new. And we have to be trained mainly out of the old ways into the kingdom ways. There is a kingdom and it is advancing. In my 60 years, almost 60 years on the planet, the kingdom of God is more alive and vibrant right now than it has been in my lifetime or my parents' lifetime. That's almost 100 years. So think about it. You were chosen by God to be on the planet to display Jesus in the time when the kingdom is going to be shining. That's the privilege you have today.
my challenge for you this month of February. It's a great launching point for you. We're going to be sending our leaders and be sending out words every day again. But I want to challenge you to read this word from CC every day. We'll make it available to you in many, many platforms. And every day I'm challenging us just as a corporate community to take 30 minutes in our homes with the people in our homes. And if you are by yourself, then get on a Zoom call with somebody. If you live with someone that doesn't want to do it, then get on a Zoom call. But every day, for 28 days, start Wednesday, starting Wednesday, I'm asking for us to do that. And I don't know what you need to fast. I always say it like this. Fast something you love and do something towards the goal, whether it be look up some scriptures about righteousness or justice or you know, there's going to be lots of stuff available in the month of February, but I want us to just surge the kingdom with our yes. Did you know the Bible says that Jesus is always a yes? He's just looking for our yes. So if you say, well, what can I do for Yes. What can I say? Yeah, Yes. He's already a pre-yes. See, when we when we come into the kingdom, everything in our hearts want to do something for the kingdom. I believe God's going to speak to some of you because you're in the wrong job. I believe God's going to be speaking to some of you because you're supposed to be giving something different. I believe God's going to speak to some of you to do different things relationally. That's what he does during a fast. He strips away all of the self-medicating things we're doing to really show us who we could really be. And I think at the end of February, we could be a different corporate group, not only individually. If you are willing to take this challenge with me, I'm just going to ask you to stand. I'm just going to pray over you. Papa, we just thank you for this invitation. The lights aren't even on. I can't even see you. So thank you for this invitation today. Thank you for this invitation today. Cece, come stand up here. I want... Shooty and Pam and Lenny to come gather around you. Just stretch your hand out this way. I just am praying for a restorative season for CC. Papa, I just thank you for her willingness. You've housed a powerful sword, powerful sword inside a childlike body. It's confounding even to me sometimes, but I. I get it, but I just ask for a restoration over her. I pray that you would raise up just intercessors to be the forerunner of prayer for what you're going to be pouring out on her this season. Well, thank you. This is going to be a year of her coming into a new anointing of the words of the Father. She's going to be establishing his kingdom way his prescribed way. I just bless the words of her mouth today. I know they were straight from heaven. I pray for a restoration over her heart, her soul, her physical man. I speak healing over her. Papa, I just pray that you restore these sinuses. I thank you for repairing them this month. as a month of repair. So we just bless her today. Let's just say that. Let's just say we just bless you today, Cece. <laughs> Speak the blessings of the Father. So, Papa, I just pray over us corporately right now in the name of Jesus. I just believe that just during this service, some of y'all just begin to understand some things about yourself. I just pray today that you would realize that you are not your own, that you've been bought with a price, and you've been within you as housed beautiful gifts of the Holy Spirit that need to be trained, that need to be utilized, that, that have a place. You have a place. You matter. The kingdom needs you. So I just release the power of the Holy Spirit this month to change us in every way inside and out. Do you receive it today? In Jesus' name.
Thank you for listening to this message from One Life OK. For more information, please visit us at onelifeok.com.